0: Welcome to a brand new episode of That's Enough Already. And I've got great news, team. I am officially on tour again, and I am going to Newcastle, Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, Darwin, Adelaide, Canberra. Get your tickets. It's all on my website. Uh, Everything you need to know is either on my social media or on my website. Go knock yourself out. Don't buy tickets from a weird site because I don't know. Um, You know, I I can't vouch for, for those tickets. Just get it off my website. If in doubt, don't do it. Um, now, this week on the show, we've got Harley Breen, and I um, sat next to him while we recorded a thing for Channel 10 called What the Hell Just Happened, and it's all about COVID, and we laughed so much. It was amazing. He is the funniest, funniest guy. He's an Australian comedian. He's the co-host of a brand-new show called Making It on 10, uh, and it's out later this year. Go follow him on socials, and his website is harleybreen.com. Uh, go check it out for tour dates. You want to go see this man, lawyer. He is very funny. Enjoy the podcast. Shh, that's
1: quite enough. Just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. but I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.
0: Hey, mate. How are you? Look at that. Look at you. You look great. You look like you're just outside. Enjoying sunshine when we both know that's not what's happening. Well,
1: actually, I've been allowed out heaps. Have you? So the first three days, every odd hour. Yeah. Because you've got to split the two flights up that are here. Oh, yeah. And then that other flight went into total lockdown. The last two days, you you can't leave at all. Oh. So then we were allowed out any time we wanted. That's amazing. And then just this afternoon, we've gone back to the odd hour because there's a new flight in. I've got on Sunday, I'll go into total lockdown.
0: Shit. That's amazing, though.
1: I know. And I mean, I'm in a motor in in Hamilton beside the airport, and so there's heaps of space, and it's sunny, and it, I'm like, that's a piece of piss. What's everyone complaining about? Yeah.
0: I, I, honestly, I didn't hate quarantine either. I was like, fuck, I'm here without the kids. I can just chill the yeah. fuck out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mate, I'm drawing pictures. I'm drawing oh, pictures.
0: How cool <laughs> You know what I did? Because you got three kids, hey?
1: Yeah, man. I've got 3,000 of them.
0: Yeah. So I've yeah. got a couple of kids, and I... When I went into quarantine, my mind went, all right, I'm never potentially going to be in this situation again. I mean, when in your life, adult life, where you're working, are you going to have two weeks to yourself? So you go, okay, Yeah, i got to embrace this shit. i
1: got a lot of mums that are into me from various things that I've sort of done in, in the past in my career and uh, I posted up that I'm in quarantine. And uh, so many were like, what, you're in a hotel room for two weeks without your children and meals are being brought to you? I'm like, yeah, I'll shut up, I'll shut up.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why I was like, I took bubble baths with me and I took a bubble bath every day because when you're with when you're in the bath with your kids, you're always sitting with your arsehole on the plug, right? And your back's... Back in the taps, always.
1: You probably don't have this uh, problem, but my kids can find my balls from any point in the bath or bed or house. I don't know how they do it. Like, how did you kick me in the balls from there? I don't even know how you bent
0: your body that way. Until I had kids, I had never... In the hand of my heart, I'd never had a bruise on my tit. It just never (laughs) happened. I didn't ever think your tits could bruise. Then I got kids and I'm like, oh, well, my tits are bruised all the time now. Oh, mate, my wife's
1: poor nipples, right? She's got an amazing commitment to do what she she is doing, which is to aim to breastfeed for two years, right? And they're just, the last one, who's, uh, I don't know, she's 16 months, tearing them off. Like the nipples are just being torn off. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, look, you've done a good job. You can back out now.
0: Yeah. That kid is now stronger than you. Yeah. <laughs> they assess it too. Like, you know, they're not just spitballing and go, I wonder if I bite this thing. They're literally biting the tit there. feeds Yeah. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally. A swift flick on the forehead and go, you're done, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: <laughs> and, and when those little fucking teeth come in, <gasps> they are like razor blades.
0: Yeah. And so they're gnawing through the nipple as they're drawing the milk out. What's happening? You know? No, stop talking about it or this podcast will have to come with like a trigger warning. we are gonna start start drawing up. I didn't even know we'd started. <laughs> Straight out
1: of the gate. I <laughs> was having a private conversation
0: with my mate. No, mate. I was like, just All in case right, right. you start on your wife's tits, let's record, right? I <laughs> <laughs> was there calling too, by the way. She's got a thick tits. Don't
1: you talk about my yeah. tits again. Oh, shit. Now I've got. I've Go, got get a, it, Go get it, Go oh. get it.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll see what they're going to say. It'll be the
1: health or something.
0: Yeah, if you don't take the call, they just assume you've done yourself in and then they're going to come kick that door down.
1: Here's the thing. I'm not even taking the piss. I'm on suicide watch. Now, what happened is <laughs> I, I, I am like really uh, – I have a very open dialogue about mental health because yeah. the whole – I think the whole thing we've been talking about for probably not long enough, but a long time now is normalising mental health and and normalising the the sorts of uh, conditions and and, and things that people go through. So here in quarantine, they ask you about your physical health and check off some of the symptoms of COVID. And then they also check in about your mental health because New Zealand is the best country in the world and now it's official. 100%. And so they're checking in on my um, mental health. I'm just an open book. I'm like, they go, do you have any mental health history? I'm like, oh, yeah. man no I'm not right and they're like oh okay (laughs) they go oh really I'm like yeah yeah I'm a comedian like my opinion is if you're a comedian and you don't have a mental health issue get the fuck out what are you doing in here and they're like oh okay and then the the same nurse she goes so do you ever have feelings of life just not being worth it I'm like oh all the time
0: Especially after goods, mate. Yeah, mate.
1: Oh, God. Let me talk to you about what my subconscious does to me as I'm waking up. So that was all that. And then the next morning at like 20 past eight in the morning, I get a knock on the door. And there's all these different things that knock on the door, you know, delivering groceries or the meals. And uh, there's a knock on the door and it's a member of the military He's just got like a a plastic clippy bag with a folded up A four piece of paper inside it with uh that's got crosswords and sudoku and shit. I'm like, what's this? He goes, he had this real concerned look on his face. He's like, so everything okay? I'm like, yeah, man. It's like 20 past eight in the morning. What's happening? Oh, okay. So then I checked in with some other people that I've been hanging out with when I go out on my walks. I said, did you get like a little thing of crosswords and, and uh, Saduka? They're like, "Nah." I'm like, i on suicide watch. I'm absolutely on suicide watch. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. I, when I was in quarantine, they found so much because I did exactly what you did. They go, how are you doing mentally? I go, how are we all doing mentally? I mean... <laughs> Who is not fucked? and they go yeah no, but do you ever get the feeling that you know where you wonder where everything's going to for you I'm like yeah 100% yeah. this year especially like who the fuck knows every day oh man they, they regularly, the first three days I got a call every two hours <laughs> and it's like is everything alright do we have any questions do you know and uh, like on the third day like with like the fifth phone call they go do you have any questions for us After I go yeah when will these calls Stop! They're really fucking bringing me down. I can't even laugh. They go, they go. Oh, the cause of making you sad. Then the calls stop. It went down to one a day instead of fucking ten a day. I'm like, God, you're doing my head I can't even uh, shit in peace now.
1: That phone call was uh, was about the food order for every two days. How's the food? Well, listen, I don't want to speak ill of this wonderful place and yeah. this wonderful country, but I was shitting through the eye of a needle, and I'm like, <laughs> you got it's got to stop. I can't eat your shit anymore. It was like you know when you cook for people on mass, there's there's certain certain kinds of dishes yeah. that you can make and I just I couldn't do it. But I'm in like a, an actual hotel room. There's not even a microwave, there's a kettle. So from the grocery store, I bought the healthiest version of those cup of noodles and then just florets of broccoli and I'm just yeah. boiling the broccoli in the kettle. Amazing, And then just Amazing. putting that with noodle.
0: So you can't have a cup of tea because it'll smell like fart. Yeah, that's but, right.
1: <laughs> and there is a stank in this room. I tell you what, I don't know what it is. Is it the <laughs> me? Is it the broccoli?
0: It's the hope that gave up of the previous person who was in that room. They just went, nah, that's right. that's fine. Can your windows open?
1: Yeah, just uh, wide enough that you can't climb out.
0: That you can't throw yourself, hurl yourself out of that. Well,
1: mate, if I threw myself out of there, I'd have a bruise on the head because I'm <laughs> on ground level. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, mate, right? from the stories I've heard about you, that's all it'll take. It
1: and then the worst suicide attempt. <laughs>
0: and I can imagine. Wow, <laughs> I really hurt myself. <laughs> I bruised my forehead. <laughs> So obviously your kids aren't with you, you know, because it's quiet. Oh. People people who travel with their kids at this time and quarantine with their kids, they're next level fucking crazy.
1: They're next level. They're the ones that should be on a watch list. Yeah. Uh, there's a family of five here. I just look at the guy, the dad, occasionally he pops out uh, for a cigarette and I just look at him. And he, and he didn't he even
0: could... smoke when they checked in. No, when they no, 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 no,
1: no. He just bought
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> he started. He just took it up now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I look at him like equal measures with admiration, compassion, and you're insane. Like the other day, they were just walking, leaving their room. You know, it takes a lot to get a whole lot of kids together. They've got the hour. They can walk out. Kids, probably oldest ones, maybe seven, and the youngest is three. There's three in that oh. sort of age bracket. And the middle one, maybe five. they are They're walking... They look happy. They've all got their masks on. They're about to get the the tiny little grassy area, a few trees, something nice to look at. And the five-year-old trips on the bitumen, grazes his knee and his hand. I'm like, you're so close to a nice afternoon. And just that moment, it's fucked. It's all on its head. And I wanted to actually go over and help. You can't help anyone. You can't touch anyone. There's There's a couple here that I've sort of been chatting to. they got a little fella that's 18 months old. And, like, I just want to give him a break. Plus, I want to hold a kid because I miss my kids. I was like, I'll just take the kid for a walk. Don't worry about it. But you, can't, you can't even offer someone a lighter or, you know, hand them a book. Yeah. Which, you know, it all makes sense.
0: Yeah, when you when you hear that all the cases are in, you know, quarantine, you go, don't yeah. fucking come near me. Don't come yeah. near me. Don't look at me. Don't get, <laughs> get your nasty, dirty-ass kids away. Because kids are nasty. Like, I, I wake up in the morning and I used to think... When when we just got the kids, right, like first the one, then the other, they're not twins. When we first got them, I just had this moment where I'm like, I'm going to learn so much from these little people. Well, my my boy
1: who turns four tomorrow, so I'm going to be in quarantine for my kid's oh. fourth birthday, uh, which, you know, it's what it is. Um, oh. I miss my eldest kid who's ten's fourth birthday, It's I just try to treat them equally. I
0: miss my son's fourth birthday also Did because you? of quarantine,
1: yeah. Oh, there you go. It's, it's the comedy way. So he, he climbed into bed with me oh, maybe a few months ago. We we're co-sleepers in our house, home birth, oh. co-sleeping hippies. And do you uh, vaccinate? Now, here's the thing. Why would you assume that because we had a home birth and we co sleep, that we're fucking idiots
0: no you said hippie that's why i'm yes. thinking you're yeah. a fucking idiot
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes we vaccinated because, <laughs> because the maternal health nurse did the same thing and she wasn't even yeah. judging about it when we went there with walter who's the one that's about to turn four amazing name thank you walter Aubrey. she said and there was no sense of uh, judgment in her voice she goes oh so i assume you guys aren't vaccinating i'm like why would you assume that she's like you know home birth what but I, I believe the home doesn't even matter what I believe anyway. It's not my body that's coming out of But I, I think the home's a wonderful environment to yeah. create a calming birthing experience. Amazing. And I think science is incredible for coming up with fucking vaccines that save our kids.
0: No, no. <laughs> I, when you said go sleepy, I was with you. When you said home birth, I was with you. The minute you said happy, I go, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh,
1: no. why do I have him on that podcast? What
0: the fuck? Oh, looks like I'm going under the bridge. <laughs>
1: Oh, I reckon we've moved past the point of my kid pissing on me in bed. That was the end of it. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> but boys are fucking animals, though. Like, oh,
1: mate, they are absolutely animals. They're
0: just wired different. Like, uh, okay, I'm obviously, uh, you know, I'm a lesbian. With another lesbian, we have these kids, right?
1: You usually have to have another one to be one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think you can be, you're just not a practising lesbian. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but my wife, as soon as the kids are here, like, we're not going to, um, you know, choose their gender. They choose their own genders. They them till they make up their mind, which I'm 100%. I mean, fuck yeah, I'm into that. We're not going to force down the colour thing. Like if she likes green or yellow, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm into whatever. But then our kids just turned out, like my daughter loves pink, she loves yeah. Barbie, she just wants to wear little ballerina dresses and, you know, she's like, like my brother looked at her one day and <laughs> goes, fuck, yeah. who's going to be a strong female yeah. role model for this girl, <laughs> you know, like who's going to take it to my life? And our son just wants to have monster trucks and blues his favourite colour and he says, I'm like, and I've said to her before, I go, look, I think they've made up their mind. Yeah, I, like I agree. I
1: trying to be as gender neutral with all three of my children and 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 going back to the other points of you know being full hippie um there's you know we're trying not to sit with any kind of gender construct or um sexuality construct of what whatsoever but also i guess it's undeniable Mm. that i'm i'm quite a blokey bloke i'm very big Um, i I can be quite loud my wife henna is quite slight and very gentle and incredibly calm and it's great to have that offset. But my daughter, the youngest one, the moment she came out, it was a calming influence of me. Like, I've never seen anything better in my life. It's the best experience of my life was her birth in the yeah. bath, beside the bed in our bedroom. Swan dived out of henna. Midwife didn't even get involved. Hannah caught her herself, was breastfeeding within about 15 seconds. Since then, I'm you know, it. she's 16 months old. She, If she's upset, she's so easily to calm down. She'll sit with me and just be with me and be present. Uh, She's already really sweet. Whereas Walter, Walter, the meaning of Walter is warlord. And I could not have named this kid right. He was out the back of our property. We were staying (laughs) out in Dalesford during the lockdown, a country town outside uh, Melbourne. In the nude, and I just told him you gotta have shoes on because there's a tiger snake at the back door. You'll be dead in half an hour. This kid won't listen to me. He's he's butt naked outside. And I, I promise you that this is a word-for-word response that he gave to me. I walked out and just was like, Walter, what have I said about being outside without your shoes on? He turned around, eyeballed me, and just went, I will fuck you. <laughs>
0: Like right. <laughs> right. I don't even know All what right. you do. Like shit. <laughs> Yeah, they're different, you know, they're just different. Oh, my! I tell my kids these stories and I make them sort of guide the story to whichever way they want to go. So I always go, there's a brother and a sister and they're standing in front of the forest and to the left is the city, to the right is the beach and straight ahead is the forest. Where are they going to go? Then they go. They go in the forest and then. So anyway, over Christmas I'm telling them the story with Santa and Mrs. Claus and and then I do all the voices and I've got puppets and shit. Like I go next level with the storytelling because I want them to be, you know, sort of take charge of their own creativity yeah, and all sure. this shit, right? So and the, I can see the both just kind of looking at me like, you know, they enjoy the stories, but I can tell the boy gets to a point where he's like, let's just get this shit <laughs>
1: Wrapped up. When, with
0: like, <laughs> come on, where's the resolution? Yeah. So then I go. Uh, so now I'm Mrs. Claus and I go. Hey, hey, buddy. Um, did you have a birthday this year? You know, sort of make it. And he goes, Yes, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> so my- I don't filter jack shit around the kids. Like, I talk the way I talk. Yeah, I'm saying. So- because I figure, yeah, I figure, like, if people go, you shouldn't swear around the kids. I'm like, why drink coffee around them? They're not allowed coffee yeah, either. Totally. Get fucked. Totally. Totally, I
1: agree. This idea, and I've been saying it on stage for years and I really believe it, and sometimes it's hard to find people that agree with me and I'm just beyond giving a fuck if people believe me. The whole idea of isolating words out of the English language to say that you can and can't say is from a a puritanical idea which stems from fucking America to tell us what we can and can't say. My focus has always been with my kids is to try and raise them with as much resilience as I can, as much humility uh, and as much compassion. how they talk I don't give a shit it's an intent where's it coming from are you being nasty are you being a fuckhead? Are you calling yeah. people's names? After I've just said, Are you being a fuckhead?
0: But no, but do you because I sometimes say to my kids, can you not be a fucking asshole yeah, right now? Absolutely. Do you talk do you say that? Yeah,
1: totally I do.
0: Yeah, so when I say that my sister um nearly had a stroke one day because I said to her son, You're being a total fuckhead <laughs> right now. And then she <laughs> so goes, He has never heard a swear word. I go, He's 14. Oh. I bet there's YouTube clips of this little motherfucker calling a bus driver a fucking yeah. and then and he he started laughing and he goes, there is a YouTube clip of him getting into a fight on the bus. I'm like, I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. You're a fuckhead. Yeah, totally. I
1: just... I hate the idea of, it, of kids not being able to swear. It's like, actually, if they knew how to, they could probably use it to regulate yeah. their emotions a little bit better.
0: 100%. And if they if they nail it, if they use it right, I always go, you nailed know that." Like, I even said to myself, I was laughing so hard, and when I calmed down after they called Mrs. Claus a it. I go, <laughs> you totally nailed that. Yeah. Like. I, I can find no fault with what just happened here tonight. The, the
1: best use of the word I, I've seen in my four-year-old was uh, I was just doing some work uh, on on my truck. He he was playing with a toy and then he just left it on the ground uh, and he was up in the truck having a great time looking around at stuff and then he looked down and, and my dog, I've got a Kelpie, Um, they're relentless kind of dogs, and it was chewing up his toy and he goes, Dad, Peanuts got my toy. And I went, yeah, man, well, that's what's going to happen when you leave it on the ground. And he just looked down at it and just went, Fuck! (laughs) That's perfect. That's exactly right. (laughs)
0: Yes, it's (laughs) fuck. It's completely fuck.
1: I wish I could call bullshit when I see it because I see it from a mile away. Yeah, and I wish I could call it better. But I kind of got raised in this real servitude kind of uh, environment. Uh, Raised in a committed Methodist upbringing. Hence why everyone can get fucked with editing their words. I wasn't allowed to say the word poo. We had to say motion.
0: Oh, my fucker. God.
1: Come on. But but I was also raised to not make people feel bad. So I feel like if I'm going to put somebody in their place or, or, or tell them they're standing in the wrong place, I don't want them to feel bad. But actually, they just need – I, I want to hang out with you is what I'm saying because yeah. you'll probably say what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I, because I do. And like I say, I don't come from an aggressive place. Weirdly, I have the same. Like my mother was adopted by the woman who was the first female minister in South Africa, you know, like church Wow. Yeah, so very religious upbringing. And then my mum is in the Methodist church and she's, you know, sort of. so she's already rebelled against her very, you know, sort of Nazarene family. Oh, the Nazarene. Yeah, yeah. She's now Methodist and they're already going, she's going straight to hell, you know, being that relaxed.
1: Well, you know, my dad was a Methodist reverend.
0: Oh, wow. My family is riddled with fucking reverence.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Hey, so um, that truck that you were working on, is that the truck that got stolen?
1: Yeah, that's her, Fiona, mm. named after Shrek's wife because she's a little beast. Uh, but d- did you see the news? I got it back.
0: Did you? No, I didn't. I saw on social, someone saw it and took a photo of it. I didn't know you had it back.
1: Yes. No, so I got sent, where is it? I wrote it down in a notebook because this is so far. I got sent a um ransom note. No. No. Mate, it's so funny. This guy sent me a ransom note because I got that picture sent to me from someone in the public. Then I got another picture sent to me of a guy, uh, the same guy who stole stole a postie bike that was in the same shed. And then um, I got sent this note, said, uh, oh, I got a phone call from the police. And they go, listen, we're pretty sure we know who took it. And I'm like, Okay. Who do you think? He goes, oh, it's just a shit family from Ballarat. I'm like, well, fuck, that nails it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, he goes, we've just got to get enough evidence together to try and find them and get it before they burn it, right? And I'm like, and that was my fear, that they're yeah. just going to set fire to it. Um, so I get this note, this ain't a scam, this ain't a joke. I know where your car is. If you agree to follow these terms and conditions, you will get it back today in one piece. If I feel that you don't apply or you don't respond within two hours, it will be getting burnt where it is. Oh. So I wrote back, did you mean comply? Because you wrote apply. <laughs> <laughs> I just read, the cops are right. You are a shit family from Ballarat. <laughs> 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 it's funny how confident insurance makes you. But, um, <laughs> it, no, I got, I got her back. She was bogged halfway up, uh, right up to her axles in mud because I'd... Um, I'd, I'd left on holidays before I'd got new tyres put on it, so they're all bald. And um, the cop said to me on the phone, "He goes it's pretty hard to set fire to a car half to, half deep in mud." So uh, yeah, they they did ten and a half thousand dollars worth of damage. Shit,
0: that is a yeah,
1: shit. Yeah, all, all covered, all covered. So um, I'll get it back when I get back from New Zealand. It'll be great.
0: Oh well, I'm glad it's got a happy story. You know, happy ending. Pat. Yeah, yeah. You want your shit back? Yeah. God,
1: I. And I got like. Five, ten minutes
0: of material out of it. So it's fucking great. I know. <laughs> you, oh, isn't it good, right? Like when bad shit happens, you kinda go, so there's a comic in New Zealand, an older comic who hadn't been touring for ages and then he had a stroke and then he wrote a story, yeah. you know, show about it. As soon as I heard he had a stroke, I go, Lucky fuck. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a blackout last year and when I woke up I was in hospital and my first thought was not, am I going to make it? Will I be alive for my children? My first thought was, fuck, I this is good for a show.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to go, yeah, I've got three kids. I was going to go get a vasectomy and actually not even because I don't want to have any more kids just because it's a funny story to talk about having to get a vasectomy.
0: Can I come with you? Because yeah. chances <laughs> of me ever having to go with anyone, anyone, vasectomy zero as soon as I get out of quarantine we'll, we'll book you
1: Dr. In Might I'll,
0: I'll, do, I'll give you fifty fifty on the, the sector. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for the left ball, you pay for the right <laughs> I don't
1: think they take your
0: balls. I've got
1: daughter if that's what they're doing
0: <laughs> I don't know but let's start writing right now it's about the balls it's about I'm like, okay. could you take the left Nadia? <laughs>
1: I'll just be walking around in circles for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> now we'll take two ping pong balls. we are going to replace.
1: <laughs> well, you know what they do now when you use uh, with, with, uh, testicular cancer? They used to replace um, the testicle with, with your two options was a steel or a timber prosthetic nut. It's like, what? What are you talking about? What if I fall over when I'm skiing and I'm going to steel that and I'm fucking stuck to the side of the mountain?
0: Oh, you go through the x-ray machine, that stuff's got me magnets and just stick you to the side of
1: the... <laughs> oh, sorry, mate, cancer survivor.
0: Get your dick <laughs> off our machine. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, every day's a success, you know. Nowadays, now they've seen the light. It's a silicon one. I had a mate. I used to do material about this years ago. Um, I had a mate that got it, and I, I I just said to him, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I had one nut out. That saved his life." Uh, and they put the silicon one in. And I went, "Get it out." He's like, "What?" I went, "Get it out and have a look." Hey, cool. goes, it's just gonna. Look, it's just a scrotum. It's just sitting inside. Like you're not gonna know. I'm like, I want to feel it. Get it out. He's like, I'm not getting it out. I'm like that is selfish. That is. You can be educating people. If I had a silicon nut, I would have that out every time. Yeah. I had any kind of opportunity at ta- look like at parties yeah. on the table, no, hit it with a hand.
0: Just Aesthetically, it does nothing for me, but I want to see it. I want to see. Yeah. I definitely want to see the the wood nut. Imagine if you yeah. live in a forest. Well, you want to feel you that? Get some that termites yet. in there. Oh, your borer in my borer. <laughs> bit <a> borer. Just <laughs> you, you know, when you take your I you've got the normal skinny and then a bit of dust. Oh, our balls is coming. <laughs> your balls are getting. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it, it, it is isn't old mahogany <laughs> pants on his right in. <laughs> 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 yeah just a
1: mm. trip to Japan last year with the sandalwood. <laughs> oh, excuse me oh shit I've got COVID fuck I'm in quarantine get me out don't be
0: coughing don't be coughing in a hotel room man.
1: that's the problem with being a smoker I mean there's heaps of problems with being an idiot smoker but it's just walking out and just coughing and just oh. all the military and everyone's just staring at you going what's wrong with you yeah.
0: nothing no I'm fine don't worry about it look man I mean it's a tight it's a tight lung it's not it's not a full lung <laughs> She's just stop. So so you do you do TV and heaps other shit. What is your favorite? In our industry, because people don't even realise all the different shit you can do. You can do writing, you can do TV, panel, whatever. Yeah. What is your favourite? And radio, you've done some radio, which I yeah. would have been very honest about some of those radio things that you did, um, you know, in the same I'm not a girl, I'm a woman yes. um, line. But because that's not for me, that's, you know, a lot of comics do radio. Yeah. It's not for me. It's a big earner. It's- yeah, yeah, I know. Like, don't, don't think I haven't thought about it, especially 2020, it really fucking... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Woke, yeah. woke
0: up my senses to radio. I was like, maybe.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I don't. Maybe that's easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm not. I don't do well with off, office politics and that brutal honesty oh. that I have. People don't do well with that.
1: It's also that it's it's the continual mining of your private life yeah. to to create content yeah. that, that it's like oh fuck. And it just becomes really boring. You're like, yeah, my kid woke up, he had some cereal, yeah. they tuned, fuck me, <laughs> in the ear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but what would be your favourite out of all of the bits and bobs that you can do in this industry? What is hands down your favourite thing?
1: Um, look, my my immediate response wanted to go to live, yeah. to, to doing it live, but... There's really great parts of a lot of what we do and probably my favourite thing is I don't have to do the one thing because when you do the one thing, for me anyway, I don't know how it is viewed, but when you do the one thing, it ends up becoming a job and then you hate that as well. Yeah. And I, I remember the first gig I did back after COVID, oh, after COVID, we're not after it yet, it's still fucking happening, but after the big intense lockdown that we went through in Melbourne, I went and did a gig, got up on stage and just did 100% new uh, because I was going to be rusty anyway so who yeah. gives a fuck. I just sort of talked about what had happened and kids and same sort of stuff I do. I came home and I was I was visibly glowing. Like I was pumped. I was floating into the house. I was uh, spoke to Hannah. I was like, that was the best. I loved it. I couldn't stop talking. Oh, it was so great. And she just put her hand hands on my shoulders. She goes, I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. You needed COVID. You absolutely needed it because just cast your mind back to the end of 2019. That was not how you were talking about live stand-up yeah and you just need that sort of break from it like it's still my number one like it it it, it beats live television which i i find fear inducing stressful uh, very stressful i did a TV show two years ago that was an amazing experience and i feel really proud of everyone involved in taboo, doing it. taboo yeah but I that was, was phenomenal well it was um that nearly broke me uh because of some of the subject matter I had to approach but when you stand up, if you're on the road with, you know, two or three of you of great mates in in comedy, you you're dropping in on different towns, just lighting the room up in different places, there's nothing really like it. It's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, we are we are very lucky. There's no industry that I've ever been involved in or ever heard of that you can go, it's like that. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing compares to it. And like you say, like just that, even just like when I plan a tour, then I'll think, oh, if I'm in New South Wales, if I'm going to be there, I might as well drop in, in Taree and see Andy yeah. and, and Deb and, I you know, yeah. or, or when you go. I'm going to London, I'm going to go see these mates. And, you know, because you sort of become family with these people. Totally that you only see once or twice a year if you're lucky and you just have these intense connections. Yeah. It's like you're in love in high school. Yeah. But then as soon as you leave, you don't have that sorrow because you're going to go see someone else.
1: And th- I think that's been the hardest thing about last year because normally you feel that... you. Feel you fill that tank up because don't, we don't actually yeah. need to stay in touch with each other. You know, you and I have never no. you, you and I have never stayed in touch uh, to any level outside of this because I'll, I'll bump into you. No. I'll see each other at the festival. We'll, we'll see each other backstage somewhere. It's like, fuck, Ursula's going to be here. That's going to be sick. We're going to have a drink. And then yeah. the amount of people that I just didn't get to fill my tank up with because there was no one. It was just.
0: Yeah, kids kids, and, and, and wife yeah. and sunshine. Yeah, and, yeah no, I, I didn't realise how much I would miss that because I've never not had it. Mm. You know, as soon as I started in this industry, or I just had that. I always, you know, the same where you go. I don't need to. It's so low maintenance. And then you go, oh fuck, I'm going to see this person, or you know, you sort of just have that intense enjoyment and fuck, this is the best. Yeah. And then yeah. tomorrow we're at a different location with the yeah. best again. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, that <laughs> <And> then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like your kid loves what they, you know, we're in the moment. We're being yeah. five-year-old yeah. playing with the shit and it's like, this is the best toy. And then the next thing you know, like, no, this is the best. So, yeah, I agree with you when you say this, it's not one thing. It's all of it. Yeah, it's
1: all of it. It's
0: just... You know, I mean, of course, there's highlights, and at the moment we're missing the people. But I reckon six months in, we're like, eh, fuck the audience.
1: Exactly, <laughs> totally, totally. It's like, oh, I've been saying on stage, oh, I'm so excited to be here, and I mean it. I mean it. I'm so excited. It's gonna get real long in the tooth saying that shit because I'm not oh, that yeah. excited. I yeah. can guarantee you, I'm here for the fucking paycheck. Now you better laugh.
0: But trust the audience is also okay. We get it. You're happy <laughs> now. Start with the funny shit, cunt. Get to the joke. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. I didn't buy. I didn't buy. Take it to your fucking life story, mate. (laughs) Come tell me about your kids. It's all I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when people go, um, you know, I, I just don't make jokes about my, my family life. I'm like, fuck. Why don't you bother having kids then, Jesus? What? Fucking insane. You know, honestly. It's free material. Look at us just discussing your vasectomy yeah. just so we can write it yeah, back. Anything. I hope something goes wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> tell me what 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 shits you to death about other people, and and can I just say because you're friends with Russell, right, Russell Howard?
1: Well, I, I've been I've been waiting to get around to. Her. I was on the phone to him yesterday, and uh, he he said to me, "Man, that Ursula, she shits me to death."
0: <laughs> so I, <sent> him, <laughs> I said to him, I asked him like, uh, "I go, buddy, what shits you to death about other people?" He goes, "What is?" What does that mean? That's not a of thing. I'm like, how the fuck have you been through Australia and you've never heard the term something shits you to death? He he said, he told me exactly
1: this, right? Because I said, I'm was i I'm, I'm going on to Ursula's tomorrow. And he goes, bring this up with her. She's got this uh, phrase, shits you to death. And like, I was asking people when I got out, it's not even a thing. And I went, no, nah, I'll back her in on that, mate. It's absolutely a thing. Absolutely is a thing. thing. And so then he goes, I would have You and Ursula, you're the same kind of
0: person. Oh what, it's only us two. Nah. Mate, there was no pre plan pre planning. That shits me to death that he thinks that. (laughs) (laughs) What what shits you about other people that you just go, what the fuck is going through your mind?
1: Shits me about other people. Um look what I I'll kind of reverse engineer it. What I'm really into, because I've tried it's been it's For a while there, I was like, I don't really have a hobby. There's not really anything that I'm really into. And it dawned on me that what I'm really into is people who are really into something. Like if you're you're really passionate about something and you love it, for instance, when I met my wife, who's quite a bit younger than me, she was right into Harry Potter, and I've never watched Harry Potter before. I'm not going to be a dick and go, Harry Potter, Mm. you know. I'm going to go, fuck, let's strap in. Yeah. Introduce me to the Harry Potter world. I want to know all about it. And, and I'm like that with anything. If you're if you're right into uh I, I don't know, decapage, talk, talk, talk me through it. What do you do? And what I hate is when somebody else either doesn't understand the thing that people are into or they think they're above that person. So they belittle that interest yeah. by saying it's shit or it's no good. It's like you don't even have to have an opinion. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and move away. Yeah. or be into it. Because it's so much better just to go with it and just yeah. go, sick, you're into that? Well, let's just do it and enjoy it. I fucking love it. Yeah. And so those those negative kind of side chirpers that just have got to break something down and go, that sucks. I've, I really struggle with those kind of people.
0: Yeah, I can totally get that because I love cricket. And the amount of people what? that go, Oh fuck I hate cricket I go have you ever watched a game like no it's a shit sport what do you know about it nothing nothing but you know it's shit and you know it's bullshit and so I said to um my nephew is 14 so you know at 14 they fucking know it all right so and he just started playing volleyball and um we're in the car and I said so what do you what are you into you know because it changes or he goes oh I just started playing volleyball but he played Uh, league last year I go go, do you love it he goes yeah I go mate it's so good I'm glad you're loving it Um, you know so we talked about volleyball a bit I go you should come. the cricket's on he goes I'm not watching that is a shit sport I go excuse me he goes cricket is a shit sport I go mate just because you've never been to a game you don't understand it don't say it's a shit sport, he goes, volleyball, now that's a sport. I go, I totally give you that. Volleyball is a sport and just factually, so is cricket. And you need to keep an open mind. You don't need to shit on another thing because you're into one thing. Like that's not... You and know. I've
1: been and I've been that person. Like I've certainly said, cricket is a shit sport, and I and I and I've I've actually never watched it. Yeah. But I th- this is where I'm at in my life now. If, if you say to me, "Hey Harley, do you want to come and watch the cricket?" and I know that you're into it, yeah. absolutely, I'm coming to watch because I want to watch you watch the thing that you love.
0: Plus, you can take a whole cooler box full of boozing Why would you? Yeah,
1: not? and I'm absolutely all about it. I mean, if I'm into if I'm into anything, i will fucking right into beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> and, and honestly, if there's something that beer makers appreciate as you're drinking beer in the sunshine. That yep. doesn't change the taste or the quality of their product at all, <laughs> and what's the thing about you personally that shits you to death that you go I wish I could stop this thing that I keep doing
1: um, putting things off until tomorrow but uh, it's a uh, I mean, look at this fucking drawing i've been doing i I've I'm in, I'm in isolation and I'm drawing a bloody dot picture of a dolphin. I don't even know is that cultural appropriation like should I even be doing that looks like very much like an indigenous
0: no I, to be fair, I thought it was a
1: pregnant shark, so. Well, it probably could be a pregnant shark I don't yeah. even you know sort of it 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 literally morphed out of the dots I was just drawing dots and that's what happened and you know i've got I've got notebook after notebook after notebook after notebook and books and and I'm sitting here watching the Avengers you know I've got things I've got to write and i I just I'm doing a lot better because I'm eight days sober at the moment because uh, I chose not to oh I chose not to drink in quarantine because um, like you can have six beers I'm like that's not going to touch the size <laughs> so I won't do that. So I'm doing better, but I wish I could just, I, this is my sort of new mantra from this year. I don't have uh, New Year's resolutions. That's, that's stupid. But my mantra is as soon as a bill comes in, I pay it then, right then. I just pay it. That's a Bang. Because I've been paying overdue fees on bills for a decade. And it's not because I didn't have the money in the account. I'm just like, I'll do it later, do it later, do it later, do it later. And then the next bill comes in and uh-huh. goes, you owe us 15 bucks because you didn't pay the bill. Like stupid shit. Just get
0: yeah. Into it. Yeah, stay on top of it. That's how I feel about the artwork this year. I'm not going to yeah. let it get out of control. I'm going to stay on top of it. Yeah. So far, so good. We're in middle February, but, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. nailing it so far. It's been one mo, but, you know. But thanks for chatting to me. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.